Since we're all stuck at home, I thought it'd be a great time to rank my top five DC and my top five favorite Marvel films of all time. As always, guys, I if you are listening, I really do appreciate it, and I hope you guys enjoyed this list because it was a lot of fun for me to make and that I've been trying to get together for a while, so... I hope it pays off, and yeah, with that said, I'm going to get straight into it, and let's start off with some DC honorable mentions. First up is Aquaman, an incredibly fun movie that I just can't get enough of because I've watched it quite a few times since it's hit home media, and I'd highly recommend anyone. Well, that's been a year, so that's something you could probably take in. And another one is going to be Birds of Prey, a movie that just hit VOD, and I found to be a lot of fun. I actually didn't catch it in the theater. Watching it at home, it was a lot of fun to me. I didn't feel I didn't feel like it was cynical it was trying to pump out a message nothing like that I just enjoyed it next up is going to be the dark knight rises nolan's is nolan's dark knight epic that capped off the entire trilogy is still to me a fantastic movie and is pretty underrated in my mind because even though all the issues I still feel like it's probably one of the best comic book movies ever made and the last one that I'm going to be giving as a DC Honorable Mention is going to be the original Batman film from 1989, the first comic book movie that I ever watched. So it might not be that I don't consider it a great movie, but it's so nostalgic to me that I thought I probably had to mention it here. And I still recommend you go watch it because it is one of the original comic book movies. So go check out Matt 1989, all those four films, because those films are still really good. Now, before we go down top five, or full top five, let's get into my Marvel honorable mentions. So for Marvel here, I have five honorable mentions. First up is two X-Men films. First of all, X2, X-Men United. One of the, one of the, just one of the early, early 2000s comic book movies that kind of defined the way that modern comic book movies are handled. And it has everything you want. Great action, great characters, great dynamics, and... Highly regarded. It's probably my, my second favorite like full X-Men team-up film. My favorite is X-Men Days of Future Past. And that is another honorable mention here. A great time-traveling t- adventure that doesn't fully stick to the comics, but I think actually improves on it and makes it a lot more... It makes us as fans of this X-Men franchise care more about it than the comic version would if you just place that. So I find that to be pretty magnificent about the movie. Next up is going to be Spider-Man Homecoming. Personally, my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time, live action or animated, but we're going to talk about that a bit later. Such a fun movie, such a great high school film, and one that everyone can enjoy no matter what age you are at. Another Spider-Man film that I have on here is going to be Spider-Man 2, a movie that I actually took a while to come along to, because as a kid, I always enjoyed the first Spider-Man movie. Spider-Man 2 was always okay, and then I never really liked Spider-Man 3, but Spider-Man 2... I've really come around on it. I really enjoy it. It's my favorite of the Raimi trilogy. And just that train sequence, just one of the greatest comic book sequences of all time. Lastly is going to be The Avengers, the original comic book team-up movie that every single studio has tried to copy, whether it's in a comic book movie or in an ensemble movie. And Joss Whedon cracked the code that no other studio has still been able to do. So The Avengers, quite a magnificent movie, quite a special movie, and one that I'm always going to remember. But... It doesn't quite make, quite make my top five. With that said, let's start off with how I'm going to do this moving on from the year. It's going to be I'm going to be doing my number five for DC, then my number four for DC, then I'm going to do my five and four for Marvel, then my three and two for DC, then three and two for Marvel, then my, my top for each one. So I'm going two DC, two Marvel, two DC, two Marvel, then one and one. So with that said, let's get into it. Kicking off my top five for DC is going to be 
Joker, the most recent film that I have out of anything on like the top five list. And you can't talk about this movie without talking about Joaquin Phoenix. I'm so glad that he did finally get his Academy Award that he's been so long deserved of. And he's just magnificent. But the rest of the film is pretty great too because it's so different and so not so far away from the comic book genre that it becomes memorable. The score is fantastic. The cinematography is fantastic. Everything about the movie, just this gritty 80s New York vibe I love. And the fact that it's more of a, like, just more about a character piece than an actual, like, and an actual collection of events is pretty incredible to me. And I'm always going to remember this movie because I just, watching in the movie, I was pretty much blown away. And I really wish DC would continue and make more movies like this because I feel it's really appealed to a lot of people. At number four for DC for me is going to be Wonder Woman, which was, which the sequel just got delayed. But Wonder Woman to me is still such a fun movie. The dynamic between Steve Trevor and Diana Prince is one of the greatest parts of the movie. Or if you're going to take it the other way, then Chris Pine and Gal Gadot work amazingly together. And just starting off with Gal Gadot, she's such a naive, likable uh, lead character. And that's why we end up caring about the movie and what happens to each of them and I love the war setting because the, despite the fun of this movie it just can't contrast that with this dark war setting and that no man's land sequence is my favorite probably my favorite sequence in any of the DCEU it just like it just punches you like it's intense and it's just awesome but the reason that I always just put this one a bit lower is because of the third act and without it you could I would probably put it Maybe even a notch above. So, yeah, that's why that's my number four. So now let's move on and kick off my Marvel list. So at number five for me in the Marvel side of things is going to be Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Now, if we actually did this list off, like, my complete favorites and not just ones that I'm recommending because that's more of what I'm trying to do, it might, may or may not make my list. But I, I can say I don't like it as much as Spider-Man Homecoming, but just... I wanted to make this more as like an overall thing. So because of that, Spider-Verse definitely makes it. This is a this is perhaps the most creative comic book movie ever made to me because everything they tried to do and the fact that they went for animation, they took that risk. People still went to see it and everything and it didn't end up being a disaster. To me, it was such a big risk and I thought it totally paid off. Now, my favorite part about the movie is not the multiverse stuff. It is the personal story of Miles Morales, a teen who just happens to get these powers and shows that anyone can do it. And it's such a touch touching message to me. But you can't end up going without talking about the witty sense of humor that is so funny. But the thing that I think drew a lot of people in was the animation. And it does not disappoint because it is the best representation of a comic book that I've personally ever seen. In fourth place for me is going to be the first MCU movie on this top five list. And that is Captain America the Winter, Sol the Winter Soldier. One of the most... One of the most, like, one of the most surprising and entertaining experiences I've ever had at the theater. Now, I enjoyed the first Avenger, but I did not expect this movie to be as good as it is. And it's been getting better every single time I've watched it. The best thing about this movie is it's this gritty spy thriller and so different from anything we had before and kind of reshaped the MCU to take more risks in my mind. And the Russo brothers came in and did their thing. Of course, the elevator fight scene, all the action in this movie. Stunning, but what I love is actually Marvel actually got some good villains. The Winter Soldier's underdeveloped, but we connect we connect with what's going on because of what happened in the first movie 
Alexander Pierce is one of the most underrated MCU villains, and he's just, I love how, like, the strategist in him, and he, 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 that makes him a really interesting villain. Now, this movie is the movie that made Steve Rogers my favorite superhero of all time, Chris Evans' performance, because he just makes him so awesome in this movie, and you just can't not like this guy. And then we move into the third act, where the speech he gives and the final moments between Cap and Bucky right before Cap drops from the helicarrier is one of the most underrated and one of the greatest moments in in just all of the MCU and it's just one of the most memorable to me. Moving back onto the DC side of things, my number three is going to be Man of Steel, my personal favorite DCEU movie and the one that I was surprised by how much I actually ended up liking it because I never loved any Superman movie prior to this, not even the 1978 classic because I never grew up with that. It's not one of the comic book movies that I loved growing up. But Henry Cavill, just without him, I don't think the movie is as good because Henry Cavill's my favorite Superman. He's one of my favorite, he portrays one of my favorite superheroes of all time in this movie. And I just love the action. Zack Snyder's really good at that. These CGI fests are just fun to look at. And the third act to me, people complain about the destruction, but to me, totally makes sense. And the opening Krypton sequence is great. This movie gets quite a bit of flack for being this drab, dark take on Superman. But that was the way that they had to go to change the character up. And to me, this is my favorite portrayal of Superman and my favorite Superman movie. So I prefer what they did here. And it just makes the character a lot more interesting to me. And my runner-up for my favorite DC movie is going to be Batman Begins. Nolan's first Big budget film is still one of his best, and it's quite quite incredible what this man did, casting Christian Bale and him t- totally changing his look. And to me, Christian Bale is probably my second favorite live-action superhero of all time behind Chris Evans' as Captain America because I love the Batman voice. I don't care what anyone tells me. And I love how much I cared about uh, the character of Bruce Wayne, not just Batman, because... Michael Keaton's Batman was good, but I never cared about the Bruce Wayne. None of the other Joe Schumacher ones, obviously. With this one, I cared about Bruce Wayne as much as I cared about Batman. That's pretty incredible to do from this guy who's the biggest Batman fan of all time. So that's pretty great. And Liam Neeson, I love in this movie, is Ra's al Ghul. Uh, not Raish, you Arrow fans like me, but don't never call him Raish. And I just love origin stories. And this is the, my favorite origin story of all time, I think, because... I've just never liked the Batman origin story, and there's never been a more true telling in live action, I might say. And I just love how, even though it's a Batman movie, you can clearly tell it's a Nolan movie. All his fingerprints are on it. The way of him telling the story in a non-linear way is totally his thing. And I just wish people talked about this more, because everyone talks about The Dark Knight, and the people who actually love it about the Dark Knight, love it more than the Dark Knight talk about it. Whenever you start talking about Batman Begins, it just moves over to the Dark Knight. But no one spends enough time on this movie. And I want to. And by the way, look out for a review of this movie pretty soon. It might already be out, be up when I'm doing, because I'm doing a Nolan series leading up to 10. And, you, and that's where I can express how much I really love the movie. But Batman Begins, one of the greatest comic book movies. Not just that, one of the best movies ever made. Moving On the other side, my number three for Marvel is going to be Logan, the send-off to 17 years of storytelling and the final thing in the X-Men saga. In my mind, we're not going to talk about Dark Phoenix. 
this was the send-off to some of my favorite characters ever. Now, what I love about this movie, it's not really a comic book movie, like most of the best ones. It's more a Western, and it's totally James Mangold thing, and you can tell it's him directing, because I don't can't imagine another director trying to do this movie. But moving from that, the performance Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart give some of the best performance in their entire career. Actually, I think it is for both of them. I just never felt so much watching these characters and how dark and gritty, how dark and like sad this movie gets was really unprecedented. I've never felt as much in a comic book movie. Like you talk about Endgame and how much sad movie felt, but this movie just, it, it just got so far down like the, you just like getting sad tone that it's kind of incredible how much I actually like it. Because although it's not the easiest movie to watch, how violent it is and how just how, how the rich themes like about death, regret, loss, everything like that just packs in with all this violence. It's just kind of amazing how much people love this movie because of how, just like I said, how dark and sad it gets. And it's, it has probably one of the most emotional finales I've ever seen to a movie. And one of the greatest send-offs to, to, to a character ever. At my number two from Marvel is going to be Avengers Infinity War. Now, this movie, like the Russo brothers came in and they totally took control and they drove this thing ahead. But this movie would not work without Josh Brolin as Thanos. Now, I don't know if you would cast someone else and it would work as well. But I know that without the Russo's writing and how much they make you care about the villain for once. The villains have been Marvel's biggest problem and struggle and I think what they were able to do with Thanos is quite incredible and I don't think this is really incredible for what he was able to do but moving from this the balance of all the characters is really unprecedented we've never seen them balance out this many characters on the same screen balance so well except Captain America is a little underutilized that's what put that puts this movie below a lot of other comic book movies for me it's just he doesn't use Captain America that well, and he's the biggest part of the MCU for me. So, personally, I don't hold this movie as high as my number one, but and that's the main reason why. But still, everything, the action, just the longer takes, and just, the, like, a lot of people complain about Winter Soldier and Civil War, like the quick cuts by the Russos. I don't like that either, but I feel the Russos were probably the, are probably the best directors who use that technique, like, just doing it right now. But with this movie, they went for more longer takes, like some, some wide shots. It was really awesome to see. You can clearly tell there are some stunts. And it threw everyone off by making by creating one of the best cliffhangers of all time. They made everyone flock out to see Endgame. And I still can't believe what this movie was able to accomplish in its finale. And I'm always going to... With this, this and, my, this and my number one are, are forever going to be held to me as... Like, as one, the greatest cinematic experiences I have ever had. Probably can guess what my number one is from me saying that, but before we do that, let's move on to my DC number one. Okay, so before I get into my favorite DC and Marvel movie, I just want to say that I really appreciate you guys listening, and if you did enjoy, I'm sure you'll enjoy my MCU ranking for in July. It's a little, it's a little old for, like, how expressive I am right now compared to then, but... I'm sure you'll enjoy it if you want to see my Spider-Man ranking, if you even want to go check out my coverage on Black Widow or maybe even Wonder Woman 1984. Or um, if you want to wait a couple days or even tomorrow, I'm going to have my review of Birds of Prey. I've talked about it a little bit here. I just watched it. 
I've been waiting a while to watch it. I didn't get, a, get to it in the theater, but I just hope they have a quick movie review up for that in the, soon, if not like tomorrow or later today. I'm not sure. But yeah, with that said, let's start talking. Let's talk about my favorite DC movie. So my number one favorite DC movie of all time is, of course, Catwoman. Okay, no, I'm joking. My favorite DC movie is actually The Dark Knight. Now, to me, this is the main example of why Christopher Nolan is my favorite filmmaker of all time. Yes, I know Steven Spielberg. I know Sam Mendes. No Martin Scorsese. Whatever. Christopher Nolan is my favorite director of all time, and this movie is the prime reason for that. It just shows how, just how expendable he is and what he can do. And I love how he, he, this movie was so amazing and he had such a great idea that he was able to transcend the comic book genre into more of the crime genre, which allows you to do a lot more stuff and make it more realistic. And of course, you have the third act and where I just love where it's not even really an action scene. Well, it is, but you don't care as much about that as what's going on in the morality of the people in Gotham City and Gotham coming as one and making Gotham like this actual character was just amazing, and I loved how it drew inspirations from past crime thrillers. I'm sure you know what they are at this point. But we also get Harvey Dent, who is, is great in this movie. It's my favorite incarnation of Two-Face ever. He's really underrated, and that's all I have to say about The Dark Knight. Okay, no. Heath Ledger. Just probably, in my opinion, the greatest comic book performance, comic book movie performance Ever. It's not my favorite, but I think it is the best. And actually, it might be my favorite. It's not my favorite comic book movie character of all time, but it probably is the best performance ever. And he's so maniacal and evil that you just hate him while just so enjoy him seeing him on screen because of how just like just how outlandish and expressive he is. And he is the best villain of all of any movie I've ever seen. That's all I'll say about the Joker. But with that said, that's my favorite DC movie of all time. But before we go, let's talk about my Marvel movie and uh, my favorite Marvel movie. And also, keep in mind, I talked about all three Dark Knight movies on this list, whether honorable mention or my top five. Just to let you know, my like the top five Nolan movies, like my top five favorite Nolan movies, are probably my top twenty favorite films of all time. So just because The Dark Knight Rises was that low on this list. If I didn't count, like, an overall thing, it might actually jump up to my, like, number three. And it probably is in my, like, top favorite 30 movies of all time. So keep that in mind as I put The Dark Knight Rises in my honorable mention. So right before that said, that took a while. Let's get into my favorite Marvel movie. And my favorite Marvel movie of all time is, of course, Avengers Endgame. Now, you guys probably knew this was coming from what I said when talking about Infinity War. But I put Avengers Endgame at the top of, like, countless lists. Like, just, like, this movie to me, this movie is the most emotional I've ever gotten in the theater. One of the most satisfying, no, actually, no, the, the most satisfying conclusion while laying groundwork for the future that I have ever seen. Some of the best payoff for over 10 years and over 20 movies worth of storytelling that I've ever seen. You know, the best, I'm going to keep saying that. And with all that said, there's still great action. It still has a great storyline, a better one than Infinity War in my mind. And I love the nostalgia they get out of you and how emotional and just how you start looking back and just remember everything you loved about the MCU in the past. 
with, of course, even that, like the first act, the somber, slow first act, which a lot of people crap on because it's too slow and ruins the pacing. But I think the Russo brothers, you can tell they did it on purpose. And because of that, I find it hard to fault the movie in that case. But this movie has, in my opinion, the greatest fan service ever put on screen. Spoilers if you haven't seen Endgame. If you haven't, why? Captain America picks... Cap, the scene where Captain America picked up Mjolnir, I think just... Like, just had, like, every single vein in everyone's body just start pumping. And, like, just goosebumps all over your body. The Avengers Assemble sequence is one of my favorite scenes ever put in a movie. And I cried while watching this movie. The only movie that's ever made me do that. Because of how much I care about these characters and how I've grown up with this franchise. And I'm when this is probably, to me, combined with Infinity War, the single greatest film experience I think I've ever seen, if not experiences, whatever you want to say. And I'm always going to remember Avengers Endgame for that. It's my favorite movie of... No, I don't really want to say it. It's my favorite movie of last year. We'll see how where it, where it is in my decade ranking coming out within the next three months, I promise you. I know it's been three months since the decade ended, but I will get it out sometime this year, okay? That's your confirmation. But with that said, that's the end of this list. Avengers Endgame is my favorite Marvel movie, my favorite comic book movie of all time, closely followed by The Dark Knight. But this is the movie that I've, I will rewatch the most. I rewatch The Dark Knight a lot, but this is the one that I'm always going to be, that I've watched like already like 15 times, even though it's a three hour movie and it's only been out for a year, in fact, less than a year. That's definitely something, so keep that in mind. So I genuinely do not have a single flaw with Endgame. Like, I know people have issues like with Fat Thor and everything, but to me, I, I thought Fat Thor was a problem too, watching it the first time, but. The more I watched it, I thought it was probably the best continuation of his character, and Marvel wanted to get, wanted to send a message, and I think that was the way they could have done it, and I think it worked. So with that said, thank you guys so much for listening. As usual, this comes to the end of my this, the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoy, and if this episode does well, maybe I'll considering do, consider doing like a top ten comic book movie because it wouldn't be this list as much as you think. But I will talk about some of the same movies, but. Yeah, so if it does well, I might consider doing a top 10 comic book movie episode or maybe even a top 5 worst comic book movie or top 5 worst in Marvel, DC. Who wants that? They want something to watch. So maybe you guys want to watch bad movies. I don't know. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll catch you guys next time.